show for On the Brink Radio Show, KCAA Radio, 1050 AM and 106.5 and 102.3 FM. I'm Todd Brinker. This is the podcast, cast, cast. Aaron will be joining us in just a little bit. Uh, there's lots of stuff going on after this three-day weekend uh, here in Southern California. Well, actually, all of California. If you live in Northern California, you're getting the same thing. There are fires. People say, well, what's the weather like where you're at? Well, it's smoky. It's sooty. Cars are covered in soot. Um, the the haze of the fires actually stopped sunlight from getting down to the ground as much as it would have yesterday. So it actually felt a little cooler yesterday because uh, we weren't getting the, the beating summer heat down on us uh, here. But the day before, it was 113. Um, we are definitely getting a uh, what, what has previously been referred to as an Indian summer or a late summer, uh, and it has been toasty here. It has been very toasty. Uh, lots of people heading to the beaches and to the mountains to try to escape the, the relentless heat. Uh, even overnight, you get lots of bad, bad heat so that it doesn't, um, doesn't seem to let go. The... Um, Luckily, that seems to have passed a little bit. You know, we got down into the 60s overnight. But I think the overnight low between Saturday and Sunday here was 80. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> air conditioners are running, electric bills are high. What can I say? We all do our best to get by and stay as cool as we can. Um, I will hibernate in my little shack out back, which is not very large but has a fairly good-sized room air conditioner attached to it. Uh, I've got computers in here, and they will heat the room up pretty significantly, so I have the air conditioner attached most of the time to keep it in the in the comfortable 70s for the electrical equipment. And so I will take advantage of that and stay in here with the cooling. My goodness. Um, we didn't talk about basketball this weekend. The Lakers came back and won the second game of their series to even it up 1-1. So uh, Houston and, and L.A. will battle it out again today to see who will move slightly ahead in their series. It is a best-of-seven series, so we've got a bit of basketball in front of us. Uh, the Clippers were tied up with the Nuggets 1-1 as well going into their game yesterday. The Clippers uh, were behind for a chunk of the game but made a strong press in the fourth quarter to jump ahead and held on to that lead pretty handily as they uh, won their game, so they are now up 2-1 to one in their series. Um, I suspect, and time, you know, time will tell, but I suspect that, uh, that the Lakers and the Clippers are going to meet each other in the semifinals, and the way things are looking, uh, they look to me to be the two strongest teams in the NBA, and uh, we'll see who gets past whom. Um, uh, I think that the Lakers' peak is probably higher, but that the Clippers are consistently slightly better team. And, yeah, I say that and that the Lakers had the better record over the season, which was admittedly chopped up and shortened, but it was only shortened by 10 games. So, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, instead of 80 games, they played 70 games this season. And so it wasn't um, like there was a small sampling. They had a pretty good-sized sampling of which team was better over the long run. And um, 
That said, the Clippers played a good chunk of the season with one person or another or two out. They very seldom had the full strength of their team going like they do now. So it remains to be seen if the Clippers and the Lakers, uh, you know, who will win. I think that, you know, if they get to that point, if they both get past their current um, competition that that I think that'll be a great great game so we'll just have to wait and see see how it rolls um, on in the east Toronto and Boston seem to be battling it out but Boston seems to me to be the slightly stronger team um, you know and, and Milwaukee's on the ropes uh, they are you know just barely just barely hanging on um, and they play again today they are down three games to one and if they lose once more then they are out uh, Miami is just looking really tough there so uh, you know it's looking like it's gonna probably be Miami and Boston in the east and the two LA teams in the west but that remains to be seen I'm sure the people in Houston Miami Denver and Toronto all have something to say about that so uh, we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes um, I'm happy to be watching it, though. I'm a basketball fan, so I'm enjoying it. And we'll see what happens as the games play out. They're playing a couple games a day. You can watch them generally on TNT oh, um, on the weekend, very often on ABC. But uh, uh, TNT um, has been carrying most of the games, and uh, occasionally you'll get an ESPN game or something on the weekend as well. So... If you're looking for it, you can go to NBA.com and see the schedule. So, anywho, um, hopefully Aaron will be back with us here shortly because uh, as we left from the radio, we there was a recording that was still on from yesterday saying, you've been listening to a best of on the brink. And it was like, no, you were listening to us live. Hey, here she is. Well, hey there. Hey. So, uh, yeah, this is not a best of. I'm live. I know. Like, <laughs> I, could I have stayed in bed? Is that what that recording means? That's uh, what I was wondering. Is like, wait a minute. <laughs> the people who are listening in t to the podcast who did not listen to the radio show is after yeah. Todd and I finished on KCAA. Uh, the the uh, there was a recording saying you're listening to a best of on the brink, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, except that it wasn't. Um, it not, wasn't a best of. We were there. <laughs> we both went. I, I don't think I dreamed this whole morning. I, I, I'm exactly. pretty sure I'm awake. How would I know? <laughs> That's a conundrum. You know, it's like the Inception, right? Am I dreaming or am I awake? I don't know. Exactly. Did I get up and get dressed and drive my car over to the radio station? <laughs> hmm. You know, I do it so much every day. It's hard to tell if this is happening now or if this happened before. <laughs> hmm. I'll have to yeah, watch I the gotta, movie Tenet to figure out you. how that works. Okay. Tenet uh, is, is... Oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a just... delay. Yeah. I have... Uh, it, I'm out, Of course, I'm outside. I'm driving. And it is this weird smoke and overcast. And it mm -hmm. doesn't feel like the pollution smog. It right. just feels... It just feels like heavy. I don't know how to, right. how to describe it. The good news is is that it's 71 degrees. Yeah, that's you know? how it was here yesterday, and I think it was about 10 degrees cooler than they had intest intended or, or had told us that it was going to be, just because the uh, all the soot and smoke in the air 
deflects, diffracts the light more, and so the, we just didn't heat up like we were supposed to because we have this, the, the, these fake clouds that are the smoke floating above us, which, frankly, I, I don't like the smoke, but I don't like the heat either, so I'm not sure how to take that. Yep. Uh, you know, and everybody still has their headlights on at, at seven o'clock. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't uh, burn a forest for for cooler weather, but by the same token, with the forest burning. I at least appreciate that we are getting a little bit of cooler weather out of it. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's weird. Out. You know what I thought it looked like is there's that time that photographers refer to as the golden hour. And it's, you know, just as sun comes up or just as sun goes down where there's sort of like reflected light through the atmosphere and everything just sort of has a really warm, pretty look to it. And yesterday, that was all day long because the way the light was diff diffracted. And I guess if you're not a photographer and not used to looking at that, you probably don't know it, notice it, or know how to you know look for it. But it would have, yesterday was a good day to go out and and take pictures if you were so inclined because the way the lighting was, you didn't have any strong heavy shadows or anything because the light was so diffracted. Uh, yeah. Well, this I mean I can't see the mountains, you know, and I'm. Obviously, we're in the foothills here um, uh -huh. in San Bernardino Redlands area, and uh, uh, I can't see them because it is it is it is overcast with smoke. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeesh. So, yeah. Anyway, um, you know, in twenty twenty, just it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. It's the, yeah. It's the it's, something. <laughs> it's the garbage that keeps on giving, you know. Uh, yeah. There's a T-shirt that uh, I've seen advertised a few different times going, you know, wine, the glue that keeps this 2020 shit show together. Um, and <laughs> there's a certain yeah. amount of truth to that, you know. <laughs> there's a certain amount of like, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. you sit down and say, let me have yeah. a sip of that or maybe a good scotch. Depending you know, on whom I, you are. I occasionally, I don't really drink anymore. I occasionally have a beer. Yeah. But um, like I, yeah. like when Tobin and I went to um, uh, San Pedro, and we, we, I had a beer, a fairly large mm -hmm. beer, uh, because it was hot outside, but I, it was a light beer, it was like Bud mm -hmm. Light or something. And, yeah. But I, I usually don't drink at all, so maybe I should. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I have, uh, you know, we were talking about different types of scotch and, and sharing that I have, I have become a little bit of a, a scotch aficionado um, while we were on the radio show. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, I have a few different bottles of some fairly inexpensive scotch. I mean, in the world of scotch, it's not nothing, nothing fancy. Um, you know, and once in a while I'll have a glass of that. And by once in a while, I mean once a month or so. Um, and, uh, you know, if we happen to have pizza or something, that to me is like, beer food so i'll have a i'll have a beer but usually what i have is is uh you know like you said a light beer or something in my fridge so that's usually what i end up having especially when it's so hot out um i like a good brown beer but brown beer is not exactly refreshing usually you know that no, those, those kind of german heavy beers and stuff or or german style heavy beers are not uh not exactly warm weather fair in my book um well no because you know, it's Germany, and they don't have warm weather like we have warm weather. What? You mean they don't have 117 degree days in September no. in Germany? No, no, 
no, they don't. No. Yeah, they they're counting don't. on snow at this point, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, depending on where you are. Actually, speaking of snow, Denver apparently was up around 100 degrees this weekend, and wow. they're getting snow today. Ha! Love it. Crazy, That's so right? weird. That's just nuts. That's just nuts. Like, All right, God, what are you doing? What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> Gee whiz. Trying to get our attention is what he's doing. Yeah. This is the uh, celestial equivalent of thumping us on the head. Hey, I'm up here. Pay attention to me. <laughs> it is. It is definitely something. I, I tell you what. It is just uh, the the extremes of the heat ha- have gotten extreme, and so it's just wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Anyhow, although I did, um, you know, during the show, I was thinking about it. I thought, you know, it would be fun. There's only, there's 128 different uh, distilleries in Scotland. So there's 128 different brands of scotch. And, you know, if you go to get, like, some of their rare bottles, I mean, you can spend thousands of dollars on a bottle of scotch. And I'm, you know, not the kind of person who is interested or wealthy enough to be spending that kind of money on scotch. I mean, you know, I've, I've had as a gift you know, a hundred and something dollar bottle of scotch that was, you know, wonderful that somebody would give that to me and, and I, you know, sip it gingerly and, and, and say, wow, that's, you know, that's some good liquid alcohol there. Um, uh, or, wow, that's what good liquid alcohol tastes like. <laughs> you know, like eh, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I thought, you know, it'd be kind of fun to like take the list cause you can go to Wikipedia and get a list of all of the names of the different, um, uh, operating distilleries and then each one of them makes just sort of like their basic bottle like a 10 year old or a 12 year old scotch that's just their basic bottle that's you know usually $50 or less um, you know and presumably I'm not 60 yet but I'm sneaking up on it I presumably have you know if I stay healthy on average you know another decade and change of uh, or two of of life in me it might be fun to to uh, and plus I've already tried some of them to just, you know, make a checklist and say, well, I'm going to go down the list and try the basic, you know, one from each one of the 128. Check them off my oh. list. You know, that'd be a fun little bucket list. And then someday um, we've talked about maybe doing a, a you know, a, a, a trip to Scotland and Ireland with you and Tobin. It'd be fun to. Yeah, we're uh, going to do it, Todd. We're going to do it. To go, you know, hit some of those because some of them I don't know that they export. So in order for me to check them off my list, I'm going to have to go to Scotland. You know, I may not necessarily have to visit the distillery, but if they don't export it out of Scotland, then I've got to be in Scotland. And darn, you know, bummer, I'm going to have to go to try it. (laughs) Of course, if we find out that, like, you know, yeah, there's 25 of them that don't export. It's like, whoa, that's going to be a very tipsy drink, even if we do like two or three a day or, you know. Five a day or ten a day, you know. It's like, woo! That's going to be a fun trip. Somebody else is driving. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, well, and you know, we could do the same thing in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, Irish folks do Irish whiskey too. So, and I have no idea how many distilleries they have in Ireland and what uh, you know what they're like. I mean, I I. I I think I've had maybe two different Irish whiskeys, maybe more. I don't know. I don't you know. It's not like, again, not like I drink a lot. It's not like I write down, taste it, you know, taste test everything. Um, but I just thought it might be fun to just kind of like, hey, let's, you know, make a list and check it twice and, you know, something to do. 
Ah, it sounds like fun. Yeah. Some I, video. You know, that was, Tobin and I wanted to go to, um, to Ireland this, this summer, but obviously that didn't happen. And, um, uh, you know, I'd like to plan a trip and be able to, be able to actually go there in Scotland mm-hmm. and Ireland. And, you know, I want to go to Northern, I'm starting in Dublin and then drive up to Northern Ireland and see some friends and then take a ferry over to Scotland. Um, and, and, and dink around the highlands. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, yeah. that's what I would love to do. Yeah. Well, there's lots of, 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 um, you know, highlands, uh, distilleries as well as, you know, on uh, Isley. So, you know, they're out on the Island and, and there's lowland and Speyside. And so there's, there's like five different regions that are divided up for distilleries. And, you know, obviously we couldn't hit 128 distilleries while we're there, but, uh, uh, Plus, we were there for uh, you know a couple of months. Be fun to try, uh, <laughs> and and not to mention just get to see some beautiful country. I'm sure uh, driving around the the highlands and lowlands of Scotland. Well, uh, and, you know, I've got Scottish blood in my veins, as and, do I. And I, you know, I would like to see. I would like to see the country. My yeah, my great grandmother was a McLean, and um, I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see the island where the McLean are from. Mm-hmm. So this, they're out. They're one of the uh, Outer Hebrides. Is where they're from, and I don't remember the name of them. I uh-huh. should, but I don't. Cool, cool. So that would be fun to go out and about. Yeah, no, I, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm up for it. Like I said, we need to. Uh, continue to put it together and plan because i think that would be uh i know our spouses after this this year of teaching we are going to need something no kidding <laughs> this, this and they is can't just, keep it shut down forever they can't it's no, just killing the teachers can't. just yeah. killing the teachers this the i don't think anybody anticipated the additional amount of work that has been thrown upon them for online teaching and and the amount of of stress that it has caused for teachers just across the board i mean you know we're both married to teachers and we know teachers that teach other places and it's just uh, all of them doesn't seem to matter what grade or 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 subject matter you teach they're all dealing with not only the conversion of all of their stuff to online teaching but also all of the overhead of how does all this stuff work? So they're learning it. Then they're trying to teach it to kids who are asking questions about like, well, click on what? I don't see that. And so now they're trying to walk kids through it, you know, and they're several weeks into it. And, they, and you know, that'll eventually sort of slow down a little bit as they and the kids learn to use all the tools. But that still means that they, in addition to to prepping for class and grading all of their papers that they hand out, they also are still converting or or, or creating content that is online shareable and that's different than what you would have done in a classroom and so they're basically you know extra work that is adding hours onto every day i mean i don't know any teachers that aren't working 12 hour days now and that's the average that means there's a lot of them that are working more crazy right yeah now there are some that are working less too i'm sure there are some who are just going i'm taking the easy side easy way out and i'm gonna you know do already pre-prepared stuff and but most teachers aren't willing to take the pre-prepared tests out of books and 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 use those because they aren't exactly what they want to be teaching and how they want to be teaching and you know these these people are 
are quite literally content area experts in what it is they're teaching. And so uh, they have to have it organized in a fashion that works for them in order for them to teach it to kids. And so, you know, it doesn't come out of a book already baked and ready to go. You know, you have to make the cake first. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I know... (laughs) I was just saying, I apologize for railing on about that repeatedly because no, I've good. done it. I've done good. it multiple no, I, times, I, but you know, we both are just living it and seeing it. And and anybody who needs anybody who's listening needs to understand the stress level these people are going through. So anyway, indeed, indeed, indeed. So um, the Orange County Register has their editorial board has come out with some recommendations for the upcoming ballot initiatives in the state of California, and I kind of wanted to talk about those a little bit. Because um, okay. some of them I hadn't even heard of. Because, you know, the ballots, the uh, our voter guide is not out yet, right? So, um, uh, and our ballots are not out yet. So, uh, so there's Proposition 14. Now, Prop 14 is, it would author authorize, rather, the issuance of $5.5 billion of bonds to finance stem cell research. Um, they say we should vote no, and I'm 100% in agreement Leave that kind of stuff to the federal government. Leave that kind of stuff to private industry. The state of California does not have the money to be spending on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, on the face yeah. of it, that I, I probably agree. I, you know, don't know. I mean, like you said, we don't have our our uh, voter ballot, which is sometimes nice to you know because you hear there's a, there's always a section for both sides to express their opinions as propaganda and then there's somebody who's theoretically kind of neutral just saying this is what the words say and so if you if you take the time to read through that you get a pretty good feel for what's going on so they um their their final statement for this uh prop 14 is at a time when finite finite resources are more important than ever we can think of much better uses for the 20 260 million dollars of public funds a year for 30 years uh, this measure, measure would require the bonds to, to wow. pay the bonds. Wow, that is a big chunk of change, and it's a thirty-year commitment. Yes. Yeah. So then they list a proposition fifteen, and they say no. Uh, best known as a split roll measure, Prop fifteen is the most significant and direct threat to Prop thirteen in decades. The measure would split off commercial and industrial profit properties from Prop 13's protections in a misguided effort to raise billions in new taxes that will ultimately go toward papering over California's public sector pension problem. It's a major threat to businesses at a time when strong economic recovery is what we need, not more taxes. And I would agree. I, you know, I, Businesses have the power to shut down or go somewhere else, and they mm-hmm. take their tax dollars with them. And so yeah. in an effort to gain more tax, tax dollars, tax dollars, I think this is this is going to end up with with uh, fewer companies, fewer, you know, productive uh, organizations in the state of California. Mm-hmm. I'm agree- in agreement. Vote no. Yeah. Well, and and as a trailing measure, people then leave too because their job moved, and so a lot of companies will say, you know, you want to keep your job, move with us to Texas or to you know Arizona or to you know insert name of state that will give them a better economic deal than California. And so companies pick up and move and some, you know, you, there are very often percentages of their, their workforce that pick up and move with them. So Prop 16, and we will go into more details as it gets closer to the election. Prop 16, they uh, advise for a no vote 
Um, it says government should treat uh, people, all people equally. And since Prop 209 was passed, the state civil service and public colleges have increasingly reflected the diversity of state of the state. Prop 16 seeks to sacrifice the principle of equality in the name of justice, and that is just that is unjust. So, I would like to know what the wording of that is because they don't really explain it very well. They just they they, they speak in propaganda speak there. Yeah, I ex- exactly. We will, you know, dive go deeper into that because I I'm right there with you. They say no, and I have I say I have no idea. Yeah, so, there's not enough information there. It's like, you know, what is, what is, they seek to sacrifice the principle of equality in the name of justice. I don't understand what that means. That's that's yes. propaganda language. Tell me what it actually says, and then yes. I can decide whether or not that makes sense to me. So Prop 17, uh, it, they vote, they say yes, um, and apparently it will, it will, uh, it says parolees who have done their time should have their voting rights restored. And so right now in California, if you've been convicted of a felony and you're on parole, you cannot vote. This would allow you to vote while you're on parole. Hmm. They say yes. I don't know about that. You know, I mean, if we if I mean, first of all, I, I will say that I'm not sure why if in some states, if you've been convicted of a felony, then you don't get to vote again ever. And, I, and I'm not sure why we're doing that in the first place. But if that is the law, then they haven't finished serving their term while they're on parole. And so right. I would say that's something that they don't get back until they finish serving their term. I agree. Um, I'm inclined to say that as well. Yeah, that would be my inclination. But, um, you know, I'm not I don't feel that strongly about it so so you know i i'm willing to to hear more and could change my opinion there so proposition 18 would allow 17 year olds to vote and um uh they say they say no and i say that is for i would agree you need to be 18 to vote and i even think 18 is young and i say this because the judgment of an 18 year old is just not there they're very very easily manipulated yeah so, um, but, but, they, but, you know, if they can fight the war at 18, they should be able to vote at 18. I get that. Yeah. 17 year olds. Nope. Yeah. I don't know. We have that weird thing where you're sort of an adult and can be handled treated like an adult. And, and yet, you know, and I'm not saying change the drinking limit, but, but, you know, you can't drink till you're 21. So you're not really an adult because you can't go do everything that an adult can do. Um, it's, it's a weird thing, you know? Yes. Yes. We so, should, you're either an adult or you're not an adult. And right. frankly, I would be happy if they moved everything to 21 and just said, you're not an adult and, you know, stepped it up over a period of years so that those that are already 18, um, you know, don't lose any rights that they have. But frankly, I think, you know, move it all to 21 would be fine with me, but that's me. So, um, so they, they say Prop 18, no. Prop 19, they call this a special interest measure that is a result of the California Association of Real Realtors basically buying the support of state firefighters in an effort to pass what they couldn't two years ago with Prop 5. Vote it down. Okay, and that's another one where they didn't tell you anything about it, so I yeah. withhold opinion until, you know, I hate that. Well, it's and, like, and, don't and, give me a voter guide and don't tell me what the heck you're yeah. telling me to vote yes or no against. You're telling me why, yeah. but not what. Yes. So, and again, we're going to have to 
this is a this is kind of teasing everything. Oh, absolutely, like, yeah. Their opinion. We're going to have to do between now and the election uh, to to really talk about each one of these so that we know, you know, what they are. Um, yeah. So. Yes, um, and we will. Yes, and we will. And Proposition Twenty, they say no. Um, the legislature legislature needs to do a better job of overseeing criminal justice reform. But that doesn't justify this heavy-handed measure backed mainly by police unions and the state prison guards. Uh-huh. So prop, so they say vote no on Prop 20. Okay. Well, apparently that's allowing pol- the police and state prisons to have more authority to do certain things, I'm assuming. But again, until yeah, we know, until <laughs> we know yes. what that actually is. Honestly, in 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 the the um, uh, state of current social unrest, I think that would be a horrible mistake anyway. Uh, if, if we were giving them more authority, I think we need to, to maybe take some, some responsibility off their plate. But, you know, again, this doesn't give us enough. So we will withhold judgment. So Proposition 22, they say vote yes. You skipped 21, uh, didn't you? Oh, I did skip 21. Sorry. This measure uh, would make it uh, easier. Prop 21, they say vote no. This measure would make it easier for local governments to adopt rent control policies. Um, Amid a housing crisis, this measure, all this measure would do is make the housing crisis worse. And rent control doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Everything I've read, I mean, if you if you ever pay any attention to, like, uh, Frinkonomics or anything like that, they talk about how rent control just doesn't work. It is a bad idea. And so, yeah, I, I totally agree. Rent control is a bad idea, though, no. So Prop, this, Prop, Prop 22, they say vote yes. This measure would create uh, a middle ground between Assembly Bill 5 and the gig economy, um, which basically uh, they were trying to, to uh, spank Uber and Lyft, and they ended up just destroying the gig economy. Um by, so it would establish a minimum pay, portable, portable health care benefits, and other perks for those who choose to drive for companies like Lyft, DoorDash, and Uber. And um, they say that they would rather see AB5 repealed. Um, this is the next best alternative for salvaging innovation in transportation and delivery services. So it also, you know, they, the, those bills were, the mm-hmm. bill was AB5 was focused on these drivers but it it just it was devastating to entertainment industry so yeah uh, especially small entertainment companies where or for you know performers where they have to hire backup dancers or musicians and all of a sudden they're paying payroll tax for somebody to play the guitar with them yeah you know is ridiculous there's been this massive move in california to basically say that you can't contract anybody to do anything everybody who does anything for you has to be an employee of you and and I think that's like they're saying. I think that's an overreach on the government's part to try to to f- create more tax base. And they're saying that they're doing it because they want to make sure that everybody is being uh, fairly paid and protected, like an employee. But some jobs, when you take them, you know it's not an employee-employer relationship. Um, it's a hey, I'm going to help you out doing this for this short period of time, and it's my choice to do that. And I know there's no benefits. I'm doing it. I'm this is something I want to do. And taking that away from people, um, I think, was a mistake. And so I'm with them. I'd like to see AB5 repealed. but um, And I'd like to see the wording on this one to see what it actually says. 
you know, before I wholeheartedly endorse it, but anything that weakens AB5, I think is probably not a bad thing. So the only things that only measures that they support are Prop 17 about uh, parolees having their vote, voting rights restored and uh, Prop 22, which is what normally we're just talking about, which is pushing back against a bill AB5. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, Prop 25. We haven't gotten to the bottom of the list. Um, Prop 25, they support. This is a referendum for Senate Bill 10, uh, a bail reform oh, law. There's 20, yeah, there's 23 and 24, too. Right, Sorry. yeah. Yeah, no, I know. But they, but you were just talking about the ones they approved. And they, they said no on those two. But they did say yes on 25. And that was a bail reform law. And a yes vote upholds the law and a no vote rejects it. So this is a referendum on that uh, bail reform law. And ah. I, and I don't know the specifics of the bail reform law, so again, I would like to read it. But um, my recollection was that it had something to do with like um, reducing bails and equalizing bails and making bails not always a, a, a cash thing, which I'm sure all the bail bondsmen didn't want because that's their business. Um, but I think that it's also not fair. I think it's it's clearly biased against those who are at the lower income spectrum. Uh, the whole bail program, you know, and there's places yeah. where they've done away with cash bails and they've done just fine. And so, you know, I, I think maybe there's times to do a cash bail, but I think that a lot of times that's not necessary. So anyway, you want to go back up and do 23? No, I mean, just to say that most of them, they're voting, they would say vote no. Yeah. That's, you know, um, and, and forgive me, I had an ad or, you know, and I didn't see that there was more there. Ah, um, yeah. Just the way things so, happen to fill on a page sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I, I you know, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of inclined to vote no on everything because that's my default because you yeah. know, the legislature needs to do their jobs and everything shouldn't be, you know, ballot measure. Um, but I but I agree with what they're saying. Yes. On. Right. Uh, you know, so far. Yeah. For the most part, I do too. You got to be careful too, though, the way sometimes referendums are made or written in California, no means yes. And yes means no, just because they've written it in the negative. And so, you know, you just got to, you got to be confusing. Right. So you need to be careful and read what, what's being said there. Um, very often on the ballot measure, if you read your, your voter guide and when we get them, we'll point these out if there are any of that, but there, they will explain that. So, but I, I, got to imagine that there's a bunch of people who step into a voting booth or sit down and do their their absentee ballot without ever looking at their ballot guide they just read the name of the you know the the three sentence description on the ballot and decide what they're going to do based on that because they don't want to spend the time digging into it so um so hopefully some of those people will listen or 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 um you know pay attention to like a, a local newspaper that at least gives you some direction as to what they're doing uh, you know, because otherwise, I mean, I, let's hope that not everybody's making their decision based on commercials that run on television, because that's all just propaganda one way or the other. And they can make the worst thing on the earth sound like the most ideal and idyllic. And why wouldn't you support this ballot measure? Right. <laughs> it's just it's yeah. it's stunning how they can they can, um, you know, twist it around to make it seem like this is a good thing to support. When if you actually sit down and read it, you go like, no, I don't agree with that. That's the problem with with ballot propositions is that they're um, uh, I think that support for or against them is relatively easy to manipulate with money. You know, 
like you said, it'd be nice if the um, if if our legislature would just you know do their job. Um, yeah, it, it's not. They're not as bad as Congress, but they're they're not good either. Congress, my goodness, all they do is investigate, yeah. grandstand, and run for office and raise money. Yeah, yeah. Although you know, at least Congress flips every once in a while from one party to the other party in charge, whereas the California legislature has been run exclusively by the Democratic Party for a long time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's not, there's very little chance of, of, you know, changing who's running it in any, you know, anytime soon. You know, occasionally we'll have a, a, a governor that's uh, uh, from the Republican Party, but we, I, I, I don't even know when the last time was that the California legislature was, was, uh, uh, or if it ever was, <laughs> um, um, majority Republican. So, you know, you would yeah, think I, that they would have, because they have that, that overwhelming majority that they would be able to manage lots of laws. But I think, what the propositions allow is if you have something that's a dissenting opinion from what the um, uh, the party line would be, that you could maybe get it passed as a law by using the, the propositions. And I think that's kind of why we see quite a few propositions on our ballot every time we get go to vote. Oh, it gives them cover. So. It gives them cover. Yeah, well, well I mean, it, it, yeah, you're right. It, give, it gives them cover. They can say, well, we didn't do it. It was forced on us. But it's also, you know, it it allows those, uh, you know, opposition uh, views. Those those who have a more conservative view can can try to get a, a proposition passed, you know. And a lot of it's on how you word it and how you market it. You know, then it's a marketing battle as opposed to a a battle of ideas. Frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. Welcome to politics in California. <laughs> you know, it's marketing. Of course, it is. It's California. <laughs> Bring yeah. in the professional movie makers. They'll put together a commercial that makes it sound like the best thing ever. Ever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's and, meat and sure in a can. Be- it's spam. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, that there'll be lots of commercials, for example, about stem cells, and they'll they'll bring out people who have Parkinson's and other diseases and say, don't you want to save... You know, Michael J. Fox and, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's going to tug on your heartstrings in every which way. Michael J. Fox doesn't even live in California. Well, no, but I'm I'm just, he's a I know. I, oh, I know, and you're right. That And that's probably, I can see them trotting him out, and I can see him saying, yes, I will go do that, because, you know, there are, I and others could benefit from it, and, and, and you absolutely could. But I think that you're, you know, you, you said it very accurately, that... I, I feel for those people, and there should be research being done, but it doesn't have to be funded by the state of California. It should be something that's done on a national level, and 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 benefits you know everybody everywhere. California doesn't have to lead the way in every single thing that we think of that pops into our head. And, now, and, California and it's, likes to pretend we're a country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and how many times I think even in school, a lot of kids are told, you know, if California was its own country, we'd be, you know, the one of the top 10 largest countries in the world in terms of uh, economies. And you were like, yeah, 
we, we, we joke about how Texans brag about Texas. Californians do it too. Oh yeah. Big time. Californians think that we live in the best place on the planet and you know, <laughs> there are other great, wonderful places in the world too. Yeah. In the country. I mean, there's other states and they're, they have beaches and they have mountains and they're sure. beautiful too. Yeah. Yeah, well, and and quite frankly, if you travel around the country and people hear you're from California, they assume you're a loon. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> they just go, "You're from California." That's kind of surprising because you don't look that weird. <laughs> you know, you know, yes. huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. They, they, you don't look just, like a granola cruncher. It's just the default assumption, you know. It's like, okay. Yeah, we tend to think in the state that everybody's jealous of us. No, 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 that's not at all the case. They just want us to go away. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just stop talking, please. And I don't know why I'm doing Southern, because because we make fun of people from the South as if they're somehow slow or something sometimes, I think. Um, Yeah, and and I say we just, yeah, exactly, you know, it's, it's, you know... uh, we, we have a wonderful mixing pot here in the country, and I wish that we could all embrace that a little bit better, regardless of where we're from. Um, so, here's to embracing the difference, right? Viva, Viva la, la difference. Absolutely. Absol- absolutely. So. Oh, so I was um, uh, transplanting this weekend and had to water, water, water because it was so hot a rosemary plant that I have planted. Um, so I've got fresh rosemary growing outside my door and the, um, it is a somewhat odoriferous plant, which is nice if you like the smell of rosemary. And it also, because of that, is supposed to kind of keep like, uh, you know, flies and stuff away. And so I'm hoping that that will, you know, when you open the door that, that things don't go flying in. Uh, and it, it has oh, a nice, nice kind of light purple flower when it flowers. So uh, it's not flowering yet, but uh, but I'm worried that if I, I got to make sure I water it because uh, I tell you what, the way it's been outside, stuff it's literally baking. If you don't if you don't keep it really well hydrated, just like you and me, if we don't keep hydrated, we uh, desiccate pretty quickly. <laughs> Indeed, yes, and it has been it's been blistering outside. Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of keeping hydrated, I just walked into my house, and my cats are standing around their food and water bowls, and they're both empty. Oh, no. No food, no water. No kitty. They're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Die. Yes, I'm sure they're they're just, the poor things are so, so mistreated. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's it's funny. Yesterday, I um, uh, went to the restroom, and we have a water bowl in there for our dogs, and it's you know, like one of those inverted bottles. So there's, you know, usually a lot of water. And I noticed that they had pushed the water bottle into the middle of the room and knocked it over (laughs) so that you couldn't miss the fact that the water bottle was no longer full of water. (laughs) And, and I mean, it, it it couldn't have been dry, you know, even half a day, but, but, uh, boy, I went and filled that thing up and they all watched me and followed me to fill it up and watched me carry the bottle back in the bathroom and put it back on top of the little tray. And then they all, three noses stuck in the water, you know, drinking same time. It's like, okay, I guess, I guess we were thirsty. Sorry about that, boys. Yeah. Yeah. I felt a little bad. No, that said, they do have another water bottle in another location in the house or what another, another uh, bowl that did have water in it. So all they'd do is walk over there to get water. But, you know, but that was just too far. And yeah. And they know, they know where it is and they know how to get water from both places. So what, you know, we weren't, (laughs) 
weren't, uh, you know, torturing <laughs> them too much. Didn't want to. Yes. Well, and they wanted that water bottle full because they want to make sure that they had water. <laughs> they, they were very happy to have that water. And then they came and gave me big sloppy, you know, dog Aww. kisses. So it's like, okay. Ah, uh, don't we love our fur babies? We do. We do. We want them to be happy. We want them to be healthy. Yeah. Although, I'll tell you what, when it's 117 out, we don't necessarily want them to snuggle with us <laughs> as much as they want to sometimes. It's like, no, yes. no, not now. Not now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, it was, when it's cold outside, okay. But right now, no. I went out to do uh, some computer stuff in my shack, my studio out here yesterday, and one of my dogs was just insistent, pushed through the door, came out with me, wanted to come out here and sit down because he knows that this room has to be kept cool because of the computers. So he came out here and he just curled up, was happy as a clam. Uh, and in fact, when I got up to go back in, he looked at me like, no, I don't want to go back in there. Because <laughs> the main part of the house, although we'd keep it comfortable, it's you know, it's not like we're keeping it like a refrigerator because, you know, we, we're not made out of money. Electricity is expensive and, and, uh, and I don't want to be the cause of, you know, blackouts somewhere. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, we try to keep our thermostat at a reasonable level and, uh. But it was so it was warmer in the house, and he looked at me like, "No, nah, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> I'm wearing a fur coat, buddy. I want to stay where it's cool." Exactly. <laughs> said, Give you that like, look like, "Where's going?" <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Come on, come on!" And he's like, looking at me like, "No, no, not really." He's like, "Come on." <laughs> oh, okay. We'll go back out through the heat. By the time you walk from one door to the other through the heat of yesterday and the Sunday especially. Uh, it felt cool no matter where you went. Anything was better than walking around outside. No kidding. <laughs> no yeah. kidding. Weather has been something. So did you watch, I know you watched Lakers this weekend. How was that? I did. I watched some, some skitball. Uh, yeah. So um, Lakers won on Saturday against Houston and tied their series 1-1. They play again today at 6 p.m. our time. Uh, and Milwaukee won as well. They were down three games to nothing, and so if they lose one more, Milwaukee's out of it, and they're the number one seed in the East. Um, oh, wow. And so they play today at 3.30 and uh, against uh, uh, Miami, rather, and so if uh, Miami wins, then then Miami gets to sit and rest and see who wins between Boston and Toronto, and Boston is up 3-2 in that one. So if Boston wins, then then they move on to play the winner of the Miami-Milwaukee. If Toronto or Milwaukee wins, then they both live to play another day. Um, now, the big question out there is, what's the status of Giannis Atetukompokoko? I can't say his last name. He's Greek, He's got a Greek last name, and it's just there's too much to it. Atente Kumpokompokompo? Uh, anyway, they're, they're uh, <laughs> reigning MVP in the NBA. He is an awesome player, and he twisted his ankle in the game and had to leave the game in Game 5, which they oh, ended wow. up losing. So we'll see uh, if he um, is able to play. Um, they say that he participated in, in uh, Monday practice wearing a protective boot on his ankle. 
and so we'll see. I, I don't know if he will, can play actually play in the game with the boot, or if he's going to be well enough to play without it. So hopefully his ankle is not in too bad a shape, and he'll be able to play. Um, you know, these guys, as much money as they make, they all love this game and want to win big time, and so they'll put up with a lot of pain to to be able to do that. But you got to be smart and say, you know, I'm not going to risk a career uh, type of injury by playing on an, on top of another injury. So, um, so hopefully, you know, he'll be smart and, uh, and, and not risk further injury by playing. But, um, you know, if, if that's the case, you know, I mean, realistically, hopefully he's well enough that he's able to play and doesn't risk. That's what I, how I really wanted to phrase that. <laughs> but anyhow, that game is, is uh, three thirty today. So we'll find out how he's doing and whether he plays in, you know, six or seven hours um so uh yeah lots of really good basketball i i've got to say um you know there's been a few blowouts but for the most part the playoffs have been really close games and good basketball to watch um i'm uh if i were a a betting guy i would be saying that i think that you're going to see the lakers and the clippers in the conference finals for the west and Miami and Boston in the East, but we will see. Which means that we're potentially setting up a Boston versus Lakers finals, which would be awesome. But of I course, the Lakers have to get past Houston and then the Clippers to get there, and neither of those are easy teams to beat. They're incredibly talented. And Boston still has to get past Toronto and then either Milwaukee or Miami. And likewise, very talented, very strong teams, so... Um, yeah. So we, we are out of time, Todd. We're actually a little over. Oh my gosh, we went long, didn't we? It's so we funny. Did. I looked up and it was like uh, 7.24 and we usually go till 7.45 or so. And here we are at 7.53. I look up and think, oh man, what are we going to talk about for the next 20 minutes? And then I look up again and 25 minutes have gone by. So th- <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.